In this episode, we explore the power of personalization for your fundraising and outreach efforts. Hello, and welcome to the Nonprofit Radio Show, a podcast with tips and tools for small nonprofits. If you feel in the dark about how to run a nonprofit, sunshine is on its way. I'm Nancy Bacon, and I'm joined by Sarah Brooks. Before we dive into this week's episode, I think we have something we'd like to ask our listeners. Am I right, Sarah? Yes. This week's episode is participatory. We're going to ask you to practice with us. That is so cool. How are we going to do that? Because you know we're recording now, and they're going to be listening later. What do you have up your sleeve? Well, if you are enjoying the nonprofit radio show, we'd like to ask you to send a quick email with a link to an episode you found helpful to two people. Your email can be short. You can say you just listened to the episode you're going to link to and tell them why that episode made you think of them. Maybe they're a nonprofit colleague and you know they've been struggling with the same issues. Maybe you work with them and it's a topic you want to discuss. Just think of two people and send them each an email sharing the link and explaining why you're sending it. That is so cool. That is so cool. So it's very cool for two reasons. First of all, yes, we appreciate the share. We want more people to know about the nonprofit radio show. So thank you so much for doing it on that behalf. But more importantly, this is actually about you, our dear listeners, because (laughs) we know that if you practice on us, then you're going to be developing a skill that you can practice with your nonprofit, right? Is that That's what you have up your sleeve, Sarah. Exactly. There is so much power in personalization. And I think we should actually talk about that today. That's very cool. So what, what do you have in mind? Well, I think of personalization with kind of three main tenets in mind. The first is that it has to be authentic. So you can't personalize everything. That just feels generic. And I certainly don't want to offend any dentists out there, but my example of this is that I literally get a birthday card every year from my dentist. And it always feels really weird to me. Like, like I don't, hopefully I don't see my dentist more than twice a year. (laughs) And so the fact that they send a birthday card, which is not necessarily around my appointment or, you know, anything related to that always feels actually not personal to me. It actually sort of, in my mind, highlights that I don't have a personal relationship with this person because they send me this random card that feels random. So if you're going to do personalization, you have to make sure you're genuinely doing it and that it really does feel authentic to the receiver. You know, I also get birthday cards from like DSW and, you know, shops that I have maybe shopped at. And I don't know how they have my birthday, but they do. (laughs) And so the dentist story does make me think that that in those cases, it's very transactional. Exactly. And and you are, you know, they want me to buy something. That's why I'm getting a birthday card. And what you're really speaking about is, is being relational and being, when when you're saying authentic, you're, you're saying like, send it because personalized, because you actually really care about these people. Exactly. Right. And it's, and so for an example, you know, start with some really obvious things. Chances are your organization has a newsletter, whether it's printed or digital, there's some mechanism you have for communicating about what you're doing and go through that most recent edition. Maybe there's an article in there about your new preschool program. I bet if you thought about it for 20 seconds, you could think of five donors 
of yours who you know love early childhood education. Or you can think of two former board members who championed the launch of that program. Just spend a moment and think, who should really read this and be equally excited about it? And then all you have to do is forward them that newsletter. I mean, you could take a picture of the written newsletter. If it's digital, you can just forward it with an email. Lots of ways to make this super simple and not expensive. Um, With a quick note that says, hey, Nancy, I think you'd love to see the progress we're making on the early childhood education program. It's on page five. Thanks for helping launch it. Right? Like, that's it. But wow, I bet Nancy reads that newsletter cover to cover now maybe starting on page five with the article that's interesting to her, but she feels seen and heard um, by someone who remembered something about her at the organization. I think it's so powerful that amidst all this technology, it reminds us that we are human. And it also invites us to think about each other, not when we have to, because there's a, a grant deadline or a whatever, but I mean, I was working with a with a colleague recently, and they wrote an incredible report about the work they did on this nonprofit capacity building project. And we sat together and we thought about who are all the various people who would find this report interesting. We, of course, send it to the funder who paid for it. But then we were thinking, OK, who? what's another five people who would care about this incredible thing that we did? that just would get this out of the blue. And and that's where the power comes in is when you're thinking about someone, not when you have to, but when you honestly, authentically are thinking about them. And that requires you to actually know something <laughs> about the these people you might be interacting with. Again, they might be donors, they might be volunteers, they might be board members, they might be former staff, whoever. It means you have to actually start to remember things about them. And if you have more than two handfuls of people in your organizational world, chances are you need some sort of database or some mechanism to keep track of that information. So one really important piece to personalization is building the structure in to allow you to be personalized with people so that you can be authentic. But sometimes if you don't really know a person yet, you know, maybe Nancy, you're a new donor to my organization. I haven't actually spent much time with you. I don't know what it is about what we do that really resonates with you. Finding an article that's not necessarily about my organization, but maybe finding an article that is about early childhood education, a new theory for how students learn, I might send that to you and say, I know you're interested in our bigger movement. I'd love to have coffee and discuss with you, or I'd love to hear your thoughts, or does this resonate with you? Or to sort of start a dialogue so that then I start to know that what you really care about is reading skills. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So what's your next tip on how to personalize? Well, we're small nonprofits, so this has to be efficient. So I want to be super clear that this episode is not designed to make you think you need to spend a million hours handwriting a bazillion different notes. That's not what I mean. You want to be strategic in who you choose to send a personalized message to and how often. It doesn't have to be all the time. You know, your your donors and supporters aren't sitting around waiting for you to send them the handwritten note. It's even better when it it feels even more authentic when it's not on a every month the newsletter goes out and every month I handwrite something to Nancy, right? So I start with just a chart of maybe like 50 people who I want to be sure to reach out to this year. You can pick the number that feels right to you. And they don't all have to be, you know, major donors. Maybe they're just really good connectors or 
really important people to the history of your organization. And then just pick four or five a month and figure out, okay, what do I have that I could personally send to them? We began by asking you, our listeners, to send this to two people. And I think that was a really great example of being just tight about it. Like just, you don't need to send it to a hundred people, just choose two. And, And we hear so often, I don't know how to engage my team or my board or my volunteers in fundraising, for example. And this is a perfect example that we are not asking people to go out and ask people for money. We're asking people to just participate in the personalization efforts of our organization and by asking your board to help or your volunteers, they are part of our larger fundraising kind of system. Right. And that is a perfect tie into my last sort of tenant or tip, which is, it sounds funny, but personalization doesn't have to be personal. And I mean, <laughs> it doesn't have to be deeply like personal. You don't have to know their birthday or their pet's names or, you know, things that on some level can actually start to feel a little intrusive or even creepy sometimes. <laughs> like, right. Oh, did you really spend that much time Googling me? You just have to find the personal connection around your mission, right? Around those shared values that you have um, and then share that. That's the personalization. It's not It's not about knowing that, you know, you like to receive red roses on Valentine's Day or whatever. It's, it's knowing that, gosh, you also share an interest in making sure our preschool students are ready to learn to read when they get to elementary school. And so how do I tailor my outreach to you to, to show the impact you get to have in that area? I remember when I was an executive director of a small nonprofit, we had maybe 500 donors and I would take that stack of donor letters and I would pull out the ones that I knew and I'd, you know, say something at the bottom, you know, thank you so much for coming to our last event or thank you for something, something that acknowledged them. And then the other ones that I, the people I didn't know, somebody else in the office would just write, thank you for being part of our community. Mm -hmm. And it was a handwritten kind of note at the bottom next to the signature area. And it just meant that a human being touched this letter. Absolutely. And I think just that, that a human being read this, knew that you were part of our community and just wrote that. I think that shows a lot. Yep. And again, you know, as you mentioned earlier, that personalization is a great way to get the whole team involved. And you can reassure people they don't have to know. They don't have to know the deepest, darkest secrets of these people. They have to know that these are people who care about your mission. And sometimes it's even better, especially if you're especially if you're writing to someone who, say, was a former staff member or a former board member or a key volunteer who you know really made a program happen at your organization. It's even better for that person to receive a note from someone who they don't know, who they didn't do it with, didn't you know build that program with, but a board member now who says, wow, I just want you to know, Nancy, that that program you created, it's still going strong, right? And I appreciate it. I don't even know you. Like I appreciate it. So sometimes, you know, again, be strategic in who you're asking to do the personalization and, and what the authentic reason for that personalization is. If it's because someone helped build a legacy for your organization, then having it come from someone who doesn't know them might be even more powerful than the expected you know, it comes from the person they helped build that program with. Mm-hmm. So true. So shall we practice how a listener might do this? I feel like we need to get concrete here and give an example yes. on how a listener who enjoys this this podcast could help us spread the word about the nonprofit radio Let's show. Let's do it. Are you, you want to give it a go? 
I do. I do. I, I actually do this all the time <laughs> because I regularly get asked for different things that I feel like, you know, I could spend 45 minutes explaining this to you or I could send an episode of the podcast or, you know, I know that somebody's interested in a certain thing. So I just forward on an episode. So let me give you an example. I regularly have conversations with people about their boards and they're thinking a lot about their boards. And so I might say, I know you're thinking a lot about your board. I wanted to make sure you know about this nonprofit radio show episode. It got me thinking about how to recruit diverse people. And I thought you might appreciate it too. That is so perfect, Nancy. And let me just dissect for a second why that's Sure, perfect. dissect. <laughs> <laughs> so first of all, it's authentic. You added in why. You said, I listened to it. This is what I took away from it. I think you might want that too, right? That as that person is now seen. It was efficient. It was like maybe three sentences. They might actually read that email <laughs> and then click on the link. Perfect, right? And it didn't take you six years to write the perfect poem to go with it. And then it was just the right amount of personal, right? You knew mm -hmm. that they were thinking about boards. You didn't know their birthday. You didn't know all the other things. Mm -hmm. It wasn't it wasn't catchy in that way. It was like, hey, I know you're thinking about this. Here's something to help you. It was perfect. Mm -hmm. Perfect. See, it, and it was very painless. So <laughs> we can't wait to see what happens when folks do it. So. Yes. So what's our word of the week? Well, it probably is should be personalization. And I uh, think about that word in terms of showing someone you see them, that you remember what matters to them and that something just happened and you thought of them. I mean, that is just a wonderful feeling in the world to know that someone just thought of me and wants to help support me with something they know is of interest to me. Um, and I really appreciate all the times that someone has personalized something for me in that way. And that should make it easier to, to do um, because it's something actually that makes people feel good. It's interesting. You focus on the personal first half of the word. And I was thinking about the second half of the word, ization, because that to me says that there's a process that anytime you have ization in, in a word, it suggests that you're operationalizing, for example, to use the word of version of the word, you are creating a process in order to do that thing. Mm -hmm. And not that we're talking about a huge machinery of process around personalizing. We, of course, want to make it authentic, but it means that you need to really think about, you know, what is your culture around connection? How are you forming relationships that really matter and that you're able to kind of remember who's doing what. And so just building a little bit of a process around it means you're better able to do it. Oh, that's great. That's a really good point. When you really want to be sure your communications or messaging are getting through to someone and actually being read or acted upon, there's nothing more powerful than including a personalized message. In this crowded world of emails, voicemails, social media, and snail mail, having something brought to your attention by someone you trust, whether you know them personally or simply know of their role in your community, it's one of the best ways to stand out. If you keep it authentic and efficient, and you focus on your shared belief in your movement, you'll find that personalizing your messages is not only effective, but actually pretty fun. You've got this. Thank you for listening to the nonprofit radio show today. 
Tell your friends about the Nonprofit Radio Show and follow us on your favorite podcast app. Visit nonprofitradioshow.com for tips, tools, and free resources for nonprofits. The show is produced by Nancy Bacon and Sarah Brooks in partnership with the Nonprofit Learning Center, delivering learning and innovation to help nonprofits thrive. Our production team is Steve Fonslet and Mep Schulte of Three Choices Creative Communications. We always love to hear from our listeners. We're inspired by you and other nonprofit leaders doing important work in our communities. 